Welcome to Getting Curious. I'm Jonathan Van Ness, and every week I sit down for a gorgeous conversation with a brilliant expert to learn all about something that makes me curious. On today's episode, I'm joined by Demi Lovato, where I ask them, wait, do I already know how to harmonize? Welcome to Getting Curious. This is Jonathan Van Ness, and I cannot believe that we literally have this guest we have today. Welcome to the show, Demi Lovato. Uh, Ah! Oh my god. Ah. <laughs> ah. Tell me everything. What's going on? What's going on? Um nothing. I I woke up this morning, I got glammed, and now I'm here. I'm getting to talk to you. I'm have been looking forward to this so much. Um I Literally, I'm just like settling in. I have to, I don't, I just have to clock my feelings. I'm kind of nervous. Oh, why? Because I just love you. Oh my God, I just love you too. But even though we like DM and stuff, like anyone who I'm like really love can attest to this. It takes me like a few times to not fan person. Like in Michelle Kwan's case, it took me like all of three years. Okay, well, that's Michelle Kwan. That's understandable. It only just like went away like a month ago, really. I think like, I just like, <laughs> she's like one of my like really good friends. I just, oh like, my god, cute! I love like, Michelle Kwan. I love her so much it like actually hurts like every queer bone in my body. Like when I think about how much I love, no, it, like it like honestly like it hurts me how much I love her. I understand. She's a uh, national treasure. Okay, so ultimately, like every episode's like a question and. Mm-hmm. Whenever I interview a fierce musician, mm-hmm. I like to ask the question of like, why can't I harmonize? Because I have this like <laughs> disease where I can only sing the melody. Like I can only sing what I hear and not mm-hmm. well. I'm not mm-hmm. saying I have like a good voice. I'm just saying that I can only carry a tune. Like I can't harmonize for the life. I mean, I really, really want to. Like I want it so bad I can taste it, but I like can't. So that's kind of like the entry point. But I also have to say I have loved you for such I, a long time. I have loved you for so long. But I have actually, like, not that it's a competition, but I have literally <laughs> loved you longer because I feel like we have kind of, in some ways, grown up together. You have just played such a huge part in, like, my, like, when I moved to LA, you could, like, from 2000 and, like, Whenever Skyscraper came out, I yeah. you could have found me on Robertson at any time, scream <laughs> crying that song, like driving home from work, being like, when am I ever going to figure out how to cut hair right? Like, oh I, my God. I was like, I was like, it was like so transformative for me. And every album has been at such a time in my life and in my recovery that like has just been so influential for me, like every single one. And I just Thank you. love you so much and your vulnerability and just everything that you have just... I just love you so much and Thank I you. I really do and I have for like a really long time and I'm really excited that we're here and when I um realized I can't remember I I can't there's been certain people like Michelle Kwan like we were talking about earlier with it when I realized that like we know each other like I go into a fugue state and like you are one of those people and I just wow I just oh my let, gosh yeah. so, wow okay. thank you um I also just had like an intrusive thought question that when I um, think in my stand up, I call it taking a hard right. Can we talk about this stunning haircut? I oh, thank feel... you. Yes. Have you? Correct me if I'm wrong. I can't ever remember a demi era where you've had this short of hair. 
No, I haven't. I've never had an era with this short of hair. I love it so much. I can't <laughs> I mean, I can't stand how much I love it, but like, are you, what are you just feeling like, I think the wind in your hair at that length is like a whole new experience. Oh, it's so nice. It's just like, it. it's, I don't know. It's, it's working out and rinsing your whole head. And just like, if you're on a hike and you pour the water bottle out, like over your head because you have short hair and you can do that now, like it just feels so good. And I love it. I love having short hair. That like verbal picture you just painted is so sexy. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, I would have seen Debbie like just like on running head, you just like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. oh my gosh. The writing. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but do you notice that like I felt like when I was like 25, this fucking asshole was like you know what you probably would get like banged a lot more if you would cut your hair short because I feel like there's a lot of like internalized misogyny and like the you know cis gay male community no there really is it's like a it's like a thing so I did and then I was like I'm never fucking cutting my hair short again until my hairline literally doesn't support it and that's only if I feel like not having a glue on toupee honey which I am (laughs) not above like I was like I'm just a long-haired person I just like I'm like but that was just like but I felt like when I did cut my hair short, because I was giving you like very like Lady Gaga um, Alejandro music video. I like did the strongest keratin treatment you've ever seen. Got all really? the curl out of my hair. No, I literally did like six in a row in a week because I was like, I don't want like a whisper of a curl in here. I was like, I want this hair cracking off with keratin if it's possible. <laughs> I did. And I just, I just had this fringe and it was just like, Hah! and then everything else was really short. I loved it. I was like. Oh my God. Wait, do you have a picture? Can yeah, you send me a it. picture later? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah, I'm totally going to, I'm sending it to you. Um, <laughs> but then I was like, oh my God, this sucks. Cause I used to just like be able to pile my hair on top. I, I felt like it was like harder. It's hard. Right. Don't you think it's like harder to sell your hair short than it was long? Sometimes. And then sometimes I feel like it's easier when it's longer because you just can throw it up in a bun or you can throw it in a ponytail. But then I don't know, but then it's just so nice having it short. Um, I think because I had it long for so many years, it was like my, it was like my safety blanket for me. Mm. I, I hid behind my hair because I thought that the more hair I had, the thinner I looked and Mm. the longer my hair was the, you know, taller I looked or whatever. Like I, all these little silly lies that we tell ourselves, um, they actually, like the only person looking in the mirror and seeing what you're seeing is you. And so you have to feel comfortable. You have to feel beautiful. And like in the haircut that you have, um, just because I don't know that voice inside that's telling you, Oh, it's making your face do this, or it's making your whatever. Nobody else is hearing that except Mm. for you, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I also just feel like I just like I had short hair because like there was just all these like stupid rules on like my cheer squad and stuff because I was like definitely a cheerleader and mm. um like boys had to have like short fucking hair and I like and like stupid. also like on so there was like all these like dumb high school rules about like you know boy hair like for your squad it was like such a nightmare um and now I just feel like as long as my hairline can support it because like genetically like all the people who were assigned male at birth in my family, like their hairline is just like, bye at like 36. <laughs> um, so I've been just like, you know, chomping on the Propecia like once a night, like with my fingers crossed. But 
no one really knows, you know, what's going to happen. Okay. I have another question. Another like fun career question. Okay. So has there ever been a time like when something just goes wrong? I'm reminded of this time when I was on tour in Vegas and I do this like part in my um, stand-up tour, or at least in that show, where I was obsessed with this like roller figure skating duo and I compare uh-huh. like American history to like their trajectory. So I use this one where they fall everywhere. Then they do really, really good. And I basically compare that to the 2016 election and the 2018 <laughs> election. But, and I'm like, what do you want for 2020, honey? Like we got to get it together for 2020 because yeah. it's like back in 2019. Well, the music didn't work. And then I was like, well, that's okay. I'll just like do it. I'll just like recap it like with no music, but it really didn't make sense. Cause like it, I didn't realize how much it relied on the music until I did it at this festival in front of like 2000 people. Oh no. The music. oh no. So like tech checks are fierce and everything. That was like, I learned that the hard way. Cause like you just couldn't do it in that particular outside <laughs> festival. And I learned the hard way. Oh <laughs> no. Never, like, what's in like a time that you can lull about now, but like something just like didn't go the way that you planned. Okay. So there was the, the first thing that comes to my mind is there was, I was, uh, I was opening for the Jonas Brothers on tour. And this was like my very first tour with them. Um, I just filmed Camp Rock. I was coming out with my first album and I was like, I was on the trajectory to, you know, have my moment. And there was one concert in Chicago where I was just a little too hyped to be saying goodnight. So I'm like running on the stage. I'm like waving bye to this side and I run to the other side and I wave and I go to run back and I just like bust ass and I just eat it. And I was so humiliated. Um, I was just, I was so humiliated. Like it was, it was so embarrassing, but but I, I made it through. <laughs> and you're like, is this character, I guess. Yeah, I know? guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Okay, so in your, I mean, I feel like this is almost like a, un, well, it's not like an unfair, it's like not like serial, but like, You've had so many major moments in your career, I'm sure. Like, Thank I got you. to play Radio City this one time, and I almost, like, shit my pants all over the place because I just was like, Diva's Live happened here, and, like, I just can't handle the level of people <laughs> that have, like, performed here right now. Like, yeah. Whitney Houston, Aretha Franklin, Mariah, Shania, I'm going to have, like, a nervous breakdown. But then, like, the curtain came up, honey, and she had to go. What has been, like, some of your most, like, proudest, surrealist, like, exciting moments? Like, minus the shitting your pants part, but, like, unless that's what happened. But just, like, <laughs> the most exciting moments where you're like, I can't believe this is happening. Um, I think definitely doing the national anthem at the Super Bowl was, <laughs> like, that was a moment for me that was just really, really exciting and rewarding. And, um, and I think, you know... Playing at the Grammys that same year was was really special for me because I really got like a chance to shine. And um, and that's always really important to me. Okay, so this one time I was in Tokyo and then I had to like fly to Tampa for this other job. Uh And I was like, the alliteration is like too much for me. I'm obsessed. Like I never thought I would be like going from Tokyo to Tampa. I'm (laughs) what has been like your most fun like tour connection where it was just like a fun like really random like different like has it happened like so many times that you just can't even think of one yes I mean I'm thinking of 
I think like the most random connection that I that I've had, I had like a lay, like an eight hour layover in Istanbul one time, and I don't know if you've ever been to the like lounge in Istanbul, but it is crazy. At least I, I'm thinking that it's the same one. It it's so sick. There's like there's like um a mini hotel like you can get your own room and like your private suite and it's just like so it was so random I wasn't expecting that but I think I it came in really clutch because I was so sick I had like the Mm. flu no I I know because I traveled from I think it was um somewhere really warm like like uh, it was Asia, somewhere in Asia, I want to say like the Philippines or something. And then I had to go somewhere, somewhere to, uh, I had to go to Moscow and Ooh. it was snowing and freezing cold. And so um, that, that airport, that connection, I never forgot it because it came in so nicely. Like I, I needed, I sweated through that bed. It was so awful, but it's exactly what I needed. So that's probably the most like random connection, but also I never forgot that trip because of how much it came in handy. Like that, that eight hour layover. <laughs> Philippines to, or like the Philippines to Moscow is like fucking fierce. Like Manila, <laughs> wait, was it Manila to Moscow? Was it Manila to Moscow? Were you in Manila? Uh, honestly, you I, I don't know. For the purposes of this alliteration. We're just going to say it. Manila to <laughs> Moscow is like, Oh my God, I can't. Oh, that is okay. That which leads me to another question. Is there any place where you've like ever wanted to go and just like visit and see stuff that you like haven't been or have you like literally been everywhere? No, I haven't been to South Africa. I would love to go to South Africa. Um, I, I've been to Kenya a couple of times and just had the most profound spiritual experiences there, but I think South Africa, it would, it would be nice to see, a, you know, different part of the continent. <laughs> yes. Yes. You better work. Okay. Wait. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yes. 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 Okay. Actually, I missed another question. I'm a literal like beauty care founder. Like I'm obsessed with like hair and makeup. Yeah. I can't help it. I'm obsessed. I just, what are like your favorite of all time? Like skincare, like hair care. Like, is there anything that you're just like, let me tell you. What I'm yes. obsessed with. So I love to use Renee Rillo skincare products. Um, I've been using her products for almost 15 years. <laughs> oh, I'm writing um, notes, honey. How do you? I, I've never heard of this skincare before. Yes, Renee What's wrong Rillo. With me? It's Renee. So R E N E E R O U L E. A U. Expensive. You better hit me with that French name. Yes. I love that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What else do you love? um, And I love Tatcha. Mm. Tatcha, they have really good creams. We interviewed their founder on Getting Curious. We're obsessed. Uh, Yes. Vicky Sigh. Uh, so good. Have you ever used the foaming cleanser, the like powder cleanser that then you put a little bit of water in? And it's, no. Oh my god, it's like the, it's like their rice polishing cleanser, Ooh. and it's so. It's just like it's like this like dehydrated like it's like powder, and yeah. I'm obsessed with it. I feel like you would love, Ooh, and I love their creams. Okay. I did not mean to interrupt you. I freaked out because I just was so excited. <laughs> you said Tatcha. What else do you love from Tatcha? Have you ever used their oil absorbing pads? Not that you ever like been oily a day in your life because like literally like. <laughs> but if you ever do like, I love their like. Their little absorbent oil pads because they don't mess up your makeup. 
I've only ever used their cream and the spray. And the spray, Ooh. the dewy spray is really nice. Mm, purple bottle. Yeah, that, purple bottle. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, I love that story. Okay, wait. Not to be one of those people that's like, in my book, but in my book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I talked right. a lot about this idea of like, a lot of my really like joyful, especially like childhood memories and in like adolescent memories, they come in a time where like, they also live next to some like really big grieving moments and like moments that were really hard for me. And I talk a lot about, about this idea that like sometimes the proximity of something that's been difficult next to something that's been really joyous, like doesn't invalidate the joy, but it makes me have this voice that's like, something just makes me feel some kind of way about experiencing my joy, but it's like, ah, these hard times do not invalidate how far yeah. I've come. And I just, yeah. So but that's just like my thing. I don't know if that's like your thing, but is there just any moments of like just joy or like victory that you felt stand out for you? Yes. I mean, I always think of, I think of times in my career where I've felt very accomplished. You know, that's always something that I look forward to looking back on. But I think the moments where I have found complete joy and serenity, like on my own outside of the industry, um, whether it's on vacation with my best friends or it's watching TV with my family, um, it's those simple moments that keep me happy and keep me sane, to be honest, because this life is so, uh, it's so full on in this industry. And when I'm able to take myself outside of it and look at my life for what it is, you know, just me. Um, I realize that I'm enough and that, um, I'm perfectly, you know, uh, perfectly good on my own. Mm. It reminds me of this idea of like, just being present and being like, feeling accepting of that idea that like, we're right where we're meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how I feel. I feel like I'm exactly where I I am supposed to be, you know, I've been, I've gone through so much, but I also am able to look at my life and, and think, wow, I've had a lot of joy in it too. So like things are like red carpets are fun. Like I, yeah. it's fun. Like it's like, it's really, really fun. When I was doing hair full time, it was like even more fun because then I could just like go do the hair and then like do their touch-ups and then I could like go home afterwards. <laughs> and I also didn't right. have to like aggressively like talk about myself and like all the projects that I've been yes. doing. Like, um, and it's like, and also I feel like Maybe it's because I've never actually won an Emmy and all the times where I've been nominated, I lost and I'm like, you're hungry and you're just like really trying to like eat some pizza. And you're like, where's the pizza? And it's just like, it like takes four hours. And you're like, <laughs> I thought this was going to be like, um, is there anything that like we as super fans would think is like really fucking fun? But in reality, like there is maybe not as fun unless that makes us sound ungrateful. Cause I don't mean to sound ungrateful. No. I love my career and I love my opportunities and stuff and I don't want them to go away. But sometimes when, you just need a snack and you're just like, you need a snack in your purse on those red carpets. And you just yes. haven't do it yet. Uh. I think the com the most common misconception about like the industry is thinking that award shows are like the funnest, coolest thing. And they're fun. Don't get me wrong, but 
Most of the time you're in heels that really hurt. You're in an outfit that doesn't feel that comfortable. Sweat in places you never knew you could sweat before. Sweating in places you didn't know could sweat. Um, You have tape in places that you didn't know need taping. Um, You, it is just like, it's uncomfortable. And the whole, every time I go to an award show, all I can think about is getting home to my dogs and my sweatpants and whatever food I want to eat. <laughs> I love so, my dogs. I love sweatpants. I my dogs are so much better than any after party I could go to. <laughs> How many babies do you have? What are I their have names? Two. I That's have, what I thought. Yes. I have Batman and Cinderella. Oh my God. <laughs> How old are they? Uh? Batman is six and Cinderella is four. Those are such great ages. Yeah. Young, flirty, thriving. I'm obsessed with that. Ugh. Yeah. I love puppies. So do wait, when you like travel and stuff, do they come? Or do yeah. they or do they get stressed out by it? No, I bring them as um as often as I can. If it's like a quick trip, I don't really take them. I'd leave them with my mom. Um, or, you know, the dog sitter who else wants to watch them. But um I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, if it's a, like a longer trip, like tour, I definitely bring them along. Okay. I have a question about tour. Yeah. This one time, not to name drop, but I'm like, I love Kelsey Ballerini who doesn't, can't uh-huh. help it. And this one time when I was shooting Queer Eye, she came to this like concert or this like place right next door where we were living. And then I was like, queen, I love you so much. Like in her DMs. And she was like, oh my God, come over here. And then that was the first time that I've ever been in like, a fierce ass tour bus because like it's different yeah. than like a comedian tour bus even though I mean my tour bus was cute I'm like not nah, like trying because it was everything but honey those musician tour buses <laughs> are like they're cute they're like, cute they're yeah. cute what's like your favorite thing about like your most favorite tour bus that you've ever been on I think one time I I had Dolly Parton's tour bus over in Europe and she had like a chandelier and a bathroom, like in a and over a bathtub, Ugh. that like Ugh. you had to go through the bathroom to get to like the back room. Why is the story making me cry? I'm literally tearing <laughs> up. I can't take it. I can't take it. I'm only one degree away from Dolly Parton. I'm gonna have a nervous breakdown. It's okay, it was... Jonathan. This is not about you. Let Debbie talk. Oh my god, you are in her literal. I literally have. I um. I just had to wipe away like literal tears. Oh you my god, in, you're so cute. You guys are in the same tour bus. Like okay. I I guess so. It was like this double-decker tour bus in uh, Europe that I used for a European tour. And yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty great. So I think part of like why that literally made me emotional is because like I've literally like wanted to like just talk to Dolly Parton. We've posted about it like, we post about it like every Sunday on our Getting Curious Instagram for like, a really long time. Like, I think we got blocked by Dolly. I'm just kidding. She didn't block us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but like, we just like love her so much. It literally like talk about someone who I love so much. It like hurts my queer bones. I think it's like the songwriting slash the wigs slash the ability to be literally Dolly Parton. Like, can we even like. Slash <sighs> the full sleeves of sequins. <sighs> I saw her at the Hollywood Bowl this one time and it was like such a magical experience. It was so amazing. <laughs> it was like, no, really. I was just like, oh my God, this is like the most. And then I just like walked home afterwards and it was like, and no one really like walks in LA, but it was like such a good walk. Like I remember yeah. it was like the best walk. 
Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> this is such a good walk. Okay, so, um, yeah, what does, so obviously there's like harmony in song and, you know, I can't harmonize, although this one time, not to keep talking about myself, my makeup artist, Patty, did successfully teach me how to harmonize for like three weeks, but then something happened and it like went away. Okay, so back to that question. Do you want to learn how? Well, I didn't want to put you on. I don't know. I can't. I didn't want to like. Uh, you're like a literal like fucking international world around literal singer. I want to like ask you for like a free goddamn lesson to be a nightmare. Um. No. I. I don't really know how to teach people how to harmonize, but I can try to like, like, um. Because you just know how to hear it. Because you're I a musician. Do. I know how to hear it, but I'm trying to think of a way that like you can. Like if you if you do, uh, uh, wait that was close. Uh, uh, yeah, there you go. My friend Patty taught me how to do this thing where you're like, uh, uh was that it? I can't tell. Um, but it was like, oh, and then you like, and you like did that, and then, but then there was like these three weeks where I could do it, but then it like went away. No, but you just did it. You did it so great. You did it just now. Like you All did. The you hit the note. Head, I'm going to pass out. You, you hit the note though, right? I think I kind of did. I think you <laughs> did. I think you did. I think that we learned how to harmonize. Do I have to rename all my series of musicians moving forward because I accidentally did learn how to harmonize and maybe it didn't go away when Patty taught me how to do it in the pandemic of 2020, even though we're still in it. But like in the 2020 days, I did. It was those three weeks, like in like August of last yeah. year. And you learned that's when you learned. Yeah, it was like three weeks in August, but then in September, like it went away. Okay, then, September was a shit month for a lot of people. So just like, don't worry about September. It was the stress of like the election <laughs> and stuff. And like, yeah, it was, like, it was the stress of the election. It was like, like accidental so relationships. Yeah, you know, like that <sighs> stuff. <laughs> I didn't mean to like meander. I, did, I like, I actually, because you know what it is. Sometimes, what? do you watch Westworld? Do you watch Westworld? I. I watched it in the very beginning when it first came out. I watched like three or four season? episodes. No. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know like if it's just like me or whatever, but like some people are, I am like kind of really into it, but there was this stretch where you had to be like, come on. But if you do, cause it's kind of like a, oh, come on. Like, and you got right there, which is probably like rubbed up against that. Like when the fuck, but then when it fucks, it fucks good. And then you're like, Ooh, that was <laughs> worth it. it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. No, there's like, but there's this, well, I can't say it now because it, uh, let me just think of this really quick. So there's just this like thing about the robots in Westworld where like they don't really like see stuff that hurts them. Okay. They like yes. hurt their feelings. So like I, in that way, just block out that stuff. Like when yeah. it's someone who I love or care about, like I just like, I literally like, no, there's, there's like certain parts of like, you know, you know what I have to say? This boy, um, who's so cute, I follow on Instagram. He's this like really funny principal. He posted this thing last year that said, "You can't blame me if I flirted with you because I thought the world was ending." <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like something to that honestly. Effect. You can't it, blame me for. It's true. Mm-hmm. You, just, you can't blame say, me. It's just how like the cookie crumbles sometimes yeah. and everything. And especially when you think the whole world is crumbling, you hold on to the cookie. 
You do. Even you if know? it like already went in the milk, honey, and it got all soggy and it's stuff. It's all soggy. No chocolate chips. Just one in there. Just one. Just a one. small one. But and it turned out to be shit. And then you're like, this is my goddamn shit cookie. And I don't even want this fucking goddamn cookie anymore. Yeah. And not to have like such another heartbreak, but can I just say, like, I want to give a slow clap to oatmeal chocolate chip cookies because I feel wow. like those don't get an. See, are you like, are you one of these people that doesn't like it? I feel like. So, no, I, just, I for like me, oatmeal. Those, oh, they really just. Rock you're right. My world. You're right. But you know what? Oatmeal raisin. Really I love oatmeal raisin too. too. I love oatmeal raisin too. Yeah. Trader Joe's does like. The best oatmeal chocolate chip vegan cookie that, like, when I was vegan, basically made up, like, three quarters of my caloric intake. Um, (laughs) I couldn't help it. I was, like, obsessed. Okay, wait. I was also just going to say, because I've thought it, like, 18 times. And, you know, people, maybe you will see this on social. But, like, if you're just listening to this... This one sexy curl right here on your forehead oh, and your green you. eyeshadow today. Oh my God. Thank you. If you're you guys so don't sweet. look at the gram, you should like look at it today just if you're listening to this. Because Thank this you. Gram, like, you did not come to play. Okay, wait. Nah. So I can't believe that we learned how to harmonize. So obviously there's like harmony in singing. And I feel like, you know, you said earlier and honey, God damn, is it true? This, I mean, we're not totally, I mean, we're kind of in the same industry, but I feel like you're just like literally you, which is like pretty fucking major. Like, and I'm, you know, I just, I'm just not trying to put myself in your league. Cause it's just like, we're your that. hair, Jesus. I'm not going to like be delusional, but like, you're just like, you're just like this, like there's like, you know, it's, you're literally, you're just timeless. You can't help it. It's fine. Oh my God. Thank it's you. no issue. But here's the thing. So I have noticed, I've learned a lot since, you know, I've come into the public sphere. I've done a lot of things I never thought would be for me. And I think that for you, it must be so different because you have been doing this since you were such a young person. And yeah. that is just, I honestly, and this is one thing again, not to be like, uh, but when you read and see shit about yourself, it really traumatizes you in a way that like, you can just never be ready to see people tear you apart the way that people tear you apart when you're a public yeah. figure. Yeah. Because you really are, you're a person and it, it really does hurt so bad like it hurts so fucking bad Mm -hmm. and so that has been something for me that I really feel like I've been going through lately where I feel like it's been I I really had to negotiate like what are you willing to share what are you willing to be vulnerable about because sometimes that criticism when you are really vulnerable it hurts so bad that it can like it just those public moments just it is really intense. So harmony is not only like harmonizing ferociously, which I cannot believe we literally just did, but in terms of like work-life balance and like career and self-care, what does harmony mean to you? Like outside of music and finding that harmony for yourself. That harmony to me is the synergy of my life. It's the, it's, how my life flows without the music. And when the, when I put my career on hold or when I put my, my music on hold, my career, all of that, um, how is my life flowing? And that's, that's how I check in with myself. Um, and you know, when, when it's flowing really well, I have a lot to be proud of and and a lot to be thankful for because I have been through, I have been through a lot, but um, luckily my spirituality has like grown over the years. And so I feel that even though I've been through a lot spiritually, 
I've come out the other side and, and I feel that's where I measure the harmony of my life is how I feel when the music is off. Mm. Mm. Okay. Wait, (laughs) speaking of music, dancing Mm -hmm. with the devil, the artist starting over. Yes. Mm. Thank you. Yes. I can't. Uh, um, (laughs) Royalty. Yes. Okay. So what was your fave? What was the hardest? But also it can be like a both things. I'm sure it's a lot of things. Well, some of my favorite songs didn't actually make the album because like I was going to release a second album um, around this time of year um, because I I had collected so many songs. I collected like 30 songs um, for this album and we ended up putting like 20 on the album, but then I still had like 10 to 15 songs that I didn't use. And so it was just trying to figure out like how that works. Um, also what direction I want to go now, if it's the same, if it's, um, if it's not, I don't know. I, I had a lot of decisions to make. So, um, I didn't, some of my song, some of my favorite songs made the album. Some of them didn't. Um, there's like, there's a song called It's All Good that I really like that's on my album. There's another song um, that didn't make my album called Let's Hang Out in My Dreams. And it's just like a really fun, trippy, like, song. I don't know. And um, it sounds yeah. good. Thanks. I can't wait to play it for you. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know about the music industry, really, but is there like... Do you ever just wish it when you're in tour, you could just like go like once in a while and not have to do it for like three months in a row? And like, yes. but it's- there, there, there are times where I'm like the, where I'll be on tour and it gets really tiring or taxiing. And it's kind of like, sometimes I wish I could just do one-off performances. Um, but I know that you are, I always want what I can't have. So like when it's, I'm on tour, when I, when I'm on tour, I, I want time off. And when I'm off, then I want to be on tour. So I just kind of understand that it's going to be the opposite of what I'm doing and just deal with it. <laughs> it's like God being human. Why are you like that for us? It's so yeah. true. Yeah. We do. Mm-hmm. We do. We just can't help it. Okay. Wait. So I love. I mean, I think, you know, obviously we're both non-binary people, which I'm obsessed with. And I also think that I've just learned so much about myself and the binary's place in, in how we got here kind of as a whole. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I know that we both like love Alok and I think I, I think about how much Alok's like friendship has just changed me in my life and like opened me to so many like other parts of myself that I always knew were there, but like never could like articulate. Yeah, absolutely. Which I love that. And I love that like kind of, I always had this fear of like, you don't always, I just like literally had rhetorical fireworks. It was like, you don't always have to like say like your position on it before you ask a question nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) But I just love how everyone has their own unique experience with their gender expression. And I'm so inspired by people who are willing to go on that journey of like authenticity and it with themselves. Because I think that there's just a lot of like unlearning that and willingness to unlearn or learn however you look at it for people that live outside the gender binary. 
When ultimately, I think that like at our root, I think everyone does, but we've just like been conditioned like not to uh, live outside of it or like live it in our own terms in so many different ways. So what has this been like for you since you've come out and and lived as an outwardly non-binary person? Do you, how does it feel? What does it feel like for you? For me, it feels, um, it feels, it feels wonderful. And I'm so happy that so many people have been so open and, and accepting of me coming out as non-binary. Um, you know, obviously there's been the naysayers, but, um, you kind of deal with that in every part of your life. There's always going to be someone that doesn't approve of something and whatever, but as long as I'm living my truth, like that's all that matters to me. And, and I feel more spiritually balanced than ever before. So I feel like it's been a really good thing for me. I love that for you. Thank you. Uh, I also love that for us. Uh, yes. We can't help it. <laughs> no. Okay, wait, so what are you excited for? What's like, what do you, is there anything that you like, ha- that like you haven't gotten to do when you grow up that you like want to do? I don't know. I think that, I think that I'm, I'm still ever evolving and growing and, um, I don't know. I, I think that I still have yet to figure out what I want for my 30s and 40s and 50s. And and I feel like that'll change over time. But like, I'm excited to see where that takes me. You know what I just realized? Hmm. I have this like affliction that when people are younger than me, like I permanently stop aging them at like some <laughs> point. Like. My little cousin Sullivan is only like two years younger than me, but for some reason, so like she's probably like 32, but in my mind, she's like 23 and like hasn't, like she's definitely still 23, but she's definitely like 32. Yeah. (laughs) You couldn't, I'm like, you couldn't almost be in your 30s. Isn't that like. I'm 20. I just turned 29. I knew that because I follow you, but I guess it still didn't like all the way get through from this side of my head all the way over to this one. Sometimes people are like, how old are you? And I'm like, 18. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, parts of us still, I I, I thought I was, my husband like forgot that he was the age that he was for a year. Like when he was like 33, he like thought that he was like 32. So really he went from like 32 to 34 because he just like forgot this one year. Amazing. I guess it just like I guess it just like happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are you excited for? What's happening? Oh, actually, the other thing I was thinking about that is that I think you've like actually literally done everything. You've done telly. You've done every kind of. I've music. never done Broadway. Yeah, I was just thinking Broadway. I've never done Broadway. What's your dream Broadway role in a non-pandemic world? Like you know, in in a few years, or like if it had never happened, like in just like a perfect dream world. I'm going to say, I'm just going to go with the easiest, Alphaba. Classic. You know, that would have been so much fun. But um, I think for me, Broadway scares me because it's like you have to have your, your voice has to be on point at, like every single night. You don't have a day off to like rest your voice if you're on Broadway. This is like one of those worlds, though, where like you get like a million dollars tax free. Like if you lay on the triple, like it's like you get to like in this question, like like dream world, like your voice just is there and it doesn't get ruined afterwards okay. or anything from like strain and like misuse yeah. and overuse, yeah. like voice injuries. Like it just okay. is totally fine. Then so in alphabet. that case, alphabet. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So then in that case, like what would be your second and third lightning round really fast? Something in Dear Evan Hansen. 
because I love Dear Evan Hansen. Yes. Um, probably like the sister. Um, and then I guess the third would be like, I I don't know enough Broadway. I know. I was just thinking too, I need to, like, I want to be more of like a musical theater nerd, but I'm really only like a musical theater nerd's like third cousin. And Me I too. wish that I was like, Me and I too. wish that I was like, whereas I wish that I was like one, but like, I love musical theater when I like, hear it and stuff. I'm trying to think. I feel like my two friends that like Chris and Nate are probably going to be like really embarrassed and mortified when they're listening to this part of this episode <laughs> right now. Well, you know what? Literally I- gonna be like a name, but not of you of me because they should have been like, girl, we taught you better than that. And that's okay. That's okay because look, I found that the musicals that I tend to like, like Dear Evan Hansen, isn't that like show tune-y. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I, I, the only reason why I like show tunes is because I grew up doing beauty pageants. So I, I'm, I'm familiar with a lot of the songs that are sung on Broadway, but I don't know the actual like show that they're in. I just know the words. <laughs> so mm. so I, I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like I can, get away with it a little bit but um but but yeah the musicals that I tend to like are, are like Dear Evan Hansen where it's not really that much of a show tune kind of musical okay wait and then I have to be like a predictable like nightmare but if you like could do like some other profession that's just like not entertainment and like again in a world where like there's like no consequences and you just get to like Aaron Brockovich honey you're like a lawyer you're like president you're like a Olympic gold medal volleyball player. What would be like the thing that you would like want to do if it wasn't entertainment completely unrelated? Final question, I swear to God. (laughs) Hmm. I would want, if I could, I would quit my job and just meditate all day. Yeah, that would be really fun. I mean, like, it's, it's not like the most like, sparkly answer that I could have given you, but I do have fantasies where I just like retire at 30 and I just go on like this yogi lifestyle where I just travel the world meditating and trying to spot UFOs. Like that's my dream life. (laughs) I want to do that except for needlepoint on the beach. Like, but needlepoint. But also I love a lot of the other things I'm doing right now. So I just like, I think I actually just want to do that like, for a week every other month. Like yeah. the meditation fantasy. I know yeah. that you shouldn't lie to your students when you're doing a yoga class. They always taught us that when I was a yoga teacher. And I know that I said that, that was my last question. But um, are you? do you like the Olympics? Do you have any favorite Olympic sports? <laughs> no? Do you care about um, uh, the Olympics? The Olympics? I, I'm not one that actually turns on the Olympics. But, but. I do love watching the ice skating. I love watching the gymnastics mm-hmm. and also the um, the curling. <laughs> ah, that's it's what like, I wish I understood. I don't get it. I don't know how it works. I don't. I just kind of wish in my head that it goes in a certain way. And <laughs> so, you know, oh, that's a really good getting curious episode. I need to like interview a curler because. Like, how much does that sweeping really do anything? Like, what are you doing with those little sweepies? And is it all in your consciousness? Like, are you are you moving with your There's brain? Are you manifesting Alex where Matt, it goes? Honey. Alex Mack! <laughs> yes. yes. Stop moving. I love Alex Mack, but not as much as I love you. Demi Lovato, thank you so much. Oh I can't my gosh, just thank like, you. Those words. Thank you 
so much for coming on the podcast. I'm Thank so grateful you. for your time and for your energy and for your talent and for sharing it with people. I love you so much. Love you. You've been listening to Getting Curious with me, Jonathan Van Ness. My guest this week was Demi Lovato. You'll find links to their work in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on. Our theme music is Freak by Quinn. Thank you so much to her for letting us use it. If you enjoyed our show, please introduce a friend and show them how to subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CuriousWithJVN. Our socials are run and curated by Emily Bosick. If you loved this episode, make sure to subscribe to 4D with Demi Lovato wherever you're listening to this podcast. We recorded a really special episode together. You won't want to miss it. Our editor is Andrew Carson. Getting Curious is produced by me, Erica Ghetto, and Emily Bosick. <laughs>